Welcome to the Two Man Game Podcast, July 20th, 2019. Um, just me and Kenny today. Goss is a little wimp. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he's like, I'm he's watching a, Netflix, so I don't want to come. He's using a comp day. <laughs> yeah, comp day. When, when have I made him work on a day he's not supposed to? What a little piece of garbage. A little square-headed maggot. <laughs> He's feeling the heat. He it's was. hot outside. It's been super hot. I'm not even like... It's humid. No, in Louisville, Kentucky, it gets as hot as anywhere in the country because it just... We live in like a valley, you know, in the Ohio Valley. This is Geography 101 for you. We live in a valley, mm-hmm. so it traps the heat. The heat stays down. You hear the you hear the term heat rises? No, no, no. It doesn't <laughs> rise. It stays put in here. Uh, but either way... It no, stays you, attracted to Cameron Goss's crotch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what's really hot? Basketball recruiting. <laughs> old men, old white men with their hair slicked back in tiny high school gyms watching some of the best players in the country compete. Yeah. So Peach Jam. Uh, okay, Peach Jam over the week. What, was that last weekend? Or like last yeah. week, kind of? Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess we're going to do a short podcast today and just talk about kind of recruiting and Westbrook. I, I guess we'll do the Westbrook hard and stuff then get into the high schools. Yeah. So, uh. My favorite player in the world, Russell Westbrook, was traded to the Houston Rockets the other day. Uh, what Alex is quoted as the most perfect point guard. Literally, like if I wanted to build a championship winning team, my best player would be Russell. No, uh, it would be James Harden. It's what, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I am super excited about this because this is a Westbrook's a severe upgrade over Chris Paul, and I I think they'll be a lot better. It definitely be exciting. I don't. If if nothing else, I'll enjoy watching them on League Pass this year. It's definitely a uh, a, a system changing move that uh mm-hmm. that we don't know how it's gonna work, but it'll be definitely be interesting and fast paced and fascinating. Um, especially on offense, very. Everybody's like Daryl Morey, Mister Efficiency. Oh, the system. So let's go get the guy that every analytics nerd hates. Yeah. Named Russell Westbrook. I will say, look, I'm coming around on Westbrook. I am. I am pumped because I like the Rockets. I wanted them to win badly last year because I really like Harden, and I think he, I think he deserves a title. <laughs> I, want, I want Harden to get a title. I think he's earned it. Um, but now he's got Westbrook. Westbrook's good. Like I don't, I don't. He he cha- he affects how teams winning and losing. He's one of the best 15, 20 players. Like he's a superstar still. He has superstar yeah. impact. Chris Paul definitely did not. By the end of the year, he was just like a freaking corpse. He was shooting like 25% from the three-point line. You can only play him like 20-something minutes a game. And he really wasn't carrying a load offensively. So, like, they, by the end of the postseason, he wasn't even like one of their four best players, it didn't seem like. With Re- with Westbrook, even though he does have some of those tendencies that are uh, annoying and uh, have cost him times in the past where he just jacks up stupid shots. I don't know. Hopefully more he can get to him. Be like, no, this is when you're going to take shots. Because, look, now he's going to be the second option on offense, no matter what. And you don't, like, they said both players agreed to this move. Harden's not agreeing to have, add Westbrook unless um, unless Westbrook understands that you're not taking all of the shots. No, they don't. Harden never agrees to that. He knows he's... They're he friends, knows apparently. He's the, well, uh, well, yeah, they spent a lot of time in OKC and had mm-hmm. really great years there. Like even Kevin though, Durant. And yeah, I mean, they only almost won the fi- and almost won the championship. They got the finals in yeah. about 2012 before being wiped out by uh, LeBron. I, 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 look, I genuinely love the move. 
I'm I look. I'm gonna be the biggest Westbrook fan in the world this year. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, until he's infuriating me by yeah by not passing the ball and, and James Horn's like, Whoa. I don't. Yeah, can we, I don't can see... we actually see some off-ball movement from either of these guys? Probably not. I don't. I don't <laughs> we see... keep saying if only Harden like why can't Harden spot up? He took 16 spot up threes last year. You know how many step back threes he took? Uh, 996. I read. Uh, I don't know if you know that's a lot of step back threes. It's a lot more than 16. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's yeah, a little it's bit more. <laughs> uh, and then Westbrook, of course, him and Horn are both hands on their knees type dudes when they're all, when they don't have the ball in their hands. But I mean, honestly, when is there going to be a time when both those dudes are on the court and they don't have the ball? Unless somebody, sh- if if they don't have the ball, somebody Aaron Gordon's that means, taking it. <laughs> that means somebody's shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the way their team is constructed. Like, they're running back kind of what they had last year, except they're significantly upgrading Chris Paul. And I think now their, their starting lineup is uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Those are two superstars. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Gordon, who I, who I think was really good last year. He's a borderline all-star. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, I think he's really an undervalued player. And then P.J. Tucker, who everybody loves, got invited to Team USA camp. Did he actually? Yeah, he, I think well. he's going to end up making the FIBA World Cup team. No, well, we can talk about any... that for a minute too. Who's on our World Cup team? Cause it's, it's. I'm not, I'm not totally confident. But uh, so you have those four, and then Capella. Basically, Capella was terrible last year against the Warriors, but against every other team in the playoffs, he's been good. And uh, by the looks of it, the Warriors aren't going to be the same threat they were this year. And even if they are, they look completely different than they did last year. So I think that's as good a starting lineup as there is, arguably. Besides, like the Clippers and maybe the Bucks, definitely the most com- one of the most complete. And I like just, the like, continuity around. that some of those guys have. Uh, I think they'll contend again. Uh, in the West, like I like them, I trust them more than I trust the Lakers, and maybe even the Clippers at this point, just because of injuries. Well, yeah, but what does in the West this year? What does contending mean? Making it like winning like, two games in the first round <laughs> is that contending? Uh, I think I think when I say contenders, teams that could win the. I guess win the championship because if you can yeah. win the West, you can win the championship. Like well, the Rock, yeah. I think that the, the contenders in the West are the Lakers, Clippers, uh, Rockets, and then an outside shot to the Warriors if they get their shit together by March. But I would put the Lakers, Clippers, Rockets as the three right now. I know everybody likes to say what the Jazz, but I mean, and the Nuggets maybe. Ah, uh, Nuggets, can... Nuggets wouldn't shock me either. Because I think That's what I'm if Murray takes a jump, I like Jeremy Grant addition. They yeah. they could make a move, maybe trade a couple guys, get like Bradley Beal or something. Um, yeah, they could definitely so yeah. be in in, in a, a strong place. But no, if I was picking today, I might pick the Rockets just because of injury concerns to the two LA teams, and I don't like the way the Lakers roster is constructed. It's a lot of veteran minimum guys and weird fits, and then just LeBron and AD. And I don't know, like LeBron could just have a year where he's where he kind of like takes a step back. Like it's coming at some point. Yeah, I hope come. it's not this year. I want LeBron to be like in his prime until he's forty. Yeah, that's unrealistic. Uh, but there might be a case where he's just like, I'm gonna be the second guy, and I'm gonna try to get Anthony Davis to win the MVP. I could totally see LeBron just being like, I'm all in. AD's best player in the world, and they're like, we're just gonna campaign to make him the MVP. Like, I could me. definitely see a LeBron mindset where he's just like, I just want to win a title, and if that mm-hmm. means if that means being like. An extreme role player, or like you know, like but he says he's gonna play point guard, but like being more of a distributor yeah. than a primary scorer. Yeah, I think he would have done that definitely had Kawhi come. Oh, 
I think you wouldn't have. A but choice. I think there's a shot Kawhi just strewed them along, and was never seriously going to go there because that never seemed like a Kawhi thing. Going to the Lakers. Yeah, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I do, I, I'm not. I'm not claiming to know. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I, I could totally see LeBron saying, "You know, it's a smart move in my career. I know I can't ha- replicate the same uh, regular season, I guess, load, load management, load that I have the past couple years or before last season." Uh, so I'm going to push. I'm going to be like, okay, this is me. I'm making Anthony Davis. I can play next to an MVP or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Um, but, yeah, I like Westbrook to the to the, uh, to the Rockets. Um, look, I will say, he. I, I think Russell Westbrook's almost underrated by the media at this point. Because after I said a few a year ago or so that I didn't like Westbrook as much for blah, whatever reasons, I think everybody kind of listened to that. And now it's just gone overboard. Your following took it to an extreme. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, he gets a bad rap for a couple games in the postseason. But, oh, what's that line? It's like, uh, he's had so many other, like, in the regular season and every other game, he's been great. He's this super competitive dude that can score. Super athletic, usually engaged defensively when he needs to be. So, like, normally he's a really good player, like, 95% of the time. Just two couple playoff games. So, it's like the, it's, oh, God, what is that? It's, oh, okay, yeah. It's if a guy built. He's like if I if you build a thousand bridges, they call you. A, they don't call you a bridge builder, but you fuck one goat, and all of a sudden you're a goat fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Have you heard that? Yes, I have. You better. That's what Russell Westbrook yeah. is. He fucked one goat. He just had a. He just fucked over Kevin Durant, and then now it's a scarlet letter on his career. All right, we'll get into recruiting. So twenty twenty. Should we just like rank our favorite guys? Let's just talk about it, the guys who excite yeah, us. Yeah, here, we'll do this. You pick one, then I'll pick one. All right, yeah, let's do that. All right. First up, I'm going to go with my like most excited player, Yeah, I think, is just Jalen Green. The dude, I love Jalen Green. The dude can shoot. Mm-hmm. But I've been, like, I'm, I'm, that's not even mo- his most exciting. He is an ex- insanely good athlete. He's, like, He's a great finisher. Ridiculous. He he's a hard like he he plays hard mm-hmm. from what I can from what I can tell obviously I mean that's not a, he's not playing on you know ESPN or anything I can't watch mm-hmm. all of this he's just a dude who I think is just a, a superb athlete and can also shoot and space the floor and I think he'd be a great addition to you know my team but Kentucky yeah <laughs> yeah but I think anywhere he goes if he goes to a nowhere school or whatever where he's the dude. I think he'll, he's, be, he'll, he'll succeed. Yeah, he'll be great, and he'll be a top, you know, five, ten draft pick. Mm-hmm. I would compare. I'm not going to compare their games, but we just talked about Westbrook. There's some players that are like really kind of smooth, and that's how their game is. Mm-hmm. Like they're like more smooth. This guy is just like so physical and like just such a rough player. Yeah, like everything he does does is extreme and like severe. It's like mm-hmm. when he dunks, it's like. He, he, it feels like you fucking the whole place is shaking, or like wherever you're watching it from. Um, and so he's just like one of those athletes, almost like Zion, where like he's just got so much. Uh, he's just such a like good athlete, uh, and he's so quick. And the way he dominates games is just with his body rather than like advanced skill. And he, yeah. I'm not even saying he's not skilled. Like he's a really good finisher and shooter, like you said. Uh, so I, yeah, I really, I really like him. But then, okay, my second, I'm going to go with someone here. Oh, also, Green said uh, Kentucky was his leader, so I think he's coming yeah. here. I hope he is. That would be uh, awesome. My second guy is more like the skill type, like Harden or something like that. Cade Cunningham. Yeah. They, I almost, love this guy. Almost an opposite, but, like, still. He's 6'7". Still similar. Point guard, yeah. basically. Like, he's super smooth. 
Uh, he's silky jump shot. Uh, he's smart. He's yeah. got great basketball IQ. Oh, yeah. He can slide through. Like, he can run pick and rolls, like, expertly. They don't even have him do it that much, but I can already tell that's what he's going to be really good at in the NBA. And he's tall. He's one of those he's similar, dude. like, to Luka Doncic or something. He's one of those dudes where I've, like, watched highlights of, like, you know, his teammates. He plays for Montverde, and they've got, uh, who was it, Greg Brown. They're always and so, team. Yeah, and they've always been great. And you watch highlights of their games, and you, like, you don't see him score much sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you don't see like him making the highlight plays, but you kind of watch like extended periods of the game, and he's yeah. like making plays and he's making smart moves. He's just moves. perpetually he does, like, involved. He just doesn't disappear, mm-hmm. and that's why I think he's. I like. I think his basketball IQ is just his greatest. He asset. seems like the smartest player in the class, and, and his height, you know, and the fact that he can handle the ball, and he's just. I mean, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a six 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 seven point guard. Yeah, he or can guard three guard, positions. You know? uh, he could probably just play three positions because he doesn't really have a hole in his game. Yeah, uh, he's just an all around player. Really. He's not like a. Incredible athlete, but I don't even think it matters. He's yeah, I don't even know how good he shoots, but he's just—he's just a gr- hes a smart player. He can finish. Mm-hmm. He can shoot. He just always knows how to do like every like whatever. Even if he's like standing off ball, like five feet away from the basket or something like that, like he just always knows what the play is to do or like what's smart for him to do like within the offense. Like, oh, maybe I should set a screen here or cut this back this way so I can open up lanes or whatever else. And even if it's, like, he's not necessarily an assist hunter, but, like, he's just a good passer. Like, he'll just make smart plays to, like, get other teammates open and get, like, hockey assists or something. Uh, okay, so we've got Jalen Green and Cunningham. All right, I think uh, just, I'm going to talk. I'm not really that even excited about this dude, but I, I think I need to talk about him because mm-hmm. he's the number one player in the class. Mobley. According to the 24-7, that's Evan Mobley. And I don't really see, like, I've, I've, I've watched his highlights, and I think he's he's definitely skilled. Mm-hmm. So he's not like he's not some rim running center. Like he's that's not, not yeah, he's that's not that's not who he is. He's and he's not. I mean, I don't think he's even that fast enough. But he's lengthy. I mm-hmm. mean, he's six eleven, seven foot. He he's he's a good post scorer. I'm not sure how good of how good he is on defense. You know, he's not mm-hmm. he's not one of those dudes. But he's definitely a great post postman. I would assume he's really good on defense. That, that would, I mean, like, I would assume. He's I would, seven foot and he's long and all that. So I would assume like one of his hallmarks is just being a good defensive player. Yeah, I don't say I don't know that much like all that, but I do know that he's a great post scorer, mm-hmm. and he's I mean super skilled, and uh, you know he can handle the ball. I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure about his shooting ability, but I because I'm you know I'm not even that excited about him. He really just seems like in that team. James Wiseman mold. Yeah, I haven't. Just, yeah, I haven't yeah. watched too much of him yet. I'll probably have to look into him further. It's just weird. Like he's the number one player, but like I hear so much more about Cunningham, Jalen Green. Jalen Johnson, like some other guys yeah, we're going to talk other about. Dudes. Or, or like, uh, here, I'll do this next guy. He's not even a senior. Amani Bates. Amani Bates. They've called him the best player in high school. I th- I don't even know what cl- I think Is he's in the, the class of 22. Like, yeah. He's, They're it, like, oh, he's just Kevin Durant yeah. 2.0. I'm like, I've heard this before. They're like, no, no, no. No, like, this guy this is, is going free. to be the number one pick whenever he gets to go. That's yeah. I've seen, and I've watched his highlights, and he does. I mean, he shoots like Kevin Durant. He is he, about to be a sophomore in high school, and he is white, but consensus number one player in all of high school right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, in that. the entire country. I'm not. I, I'm not saying I haven't. I've watched a ton of him. He's six eight, uh, basically like a guard from Ypsilanti, Michigan. I think that's where, like Central Michigan College is. So maybe he'll go there. I would assume. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, why not Central Michigan? Why not? Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see him, uh, especially since he's actually he's probably just not going to play in college. No, by that time, probably not. Well, actually, I, who knows? They're going to keep I delaying mean, this, this uh, uh, getting rid of the one and done until 2050. We're still going to be arguing it. And so we're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to get rid of it. Yeah. 
No, no. Alright, uh, so I picked Bates, you're up. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, Greg Brown. You like Greg Brown. I do, I do like Greg Brown. You know, I don't think, I don't think he'll be the guy, you know, like, mm-hmm. where he's like, uh, you know, like Trey Young who goes to, like, you know, a, a not great Like school. somewhere on average, like 23 points a game, yeah, I think no, that's him. No, that's not gonna be him, because he's not, but he's just so, like, I don't think, I talk about Jalen Green being, like, a freak athlete. I think he's the most athletic player in the class. Greg Brown? Yes. He is a 6'9 power forward who can play, uh, you know, in, in college he could definitely play the 5, but he can play 3-4. Um, he can shoot. He's got a good, he's got an okay mid-range, but he's just so damn athletic. and he's he like gets Brandon e- Clark almost? Yeah, and he gets every board. And it, I'm talking, like, extreme athlete. Can, like, mm-hmm. you throw it up at the rim and he'll get it. I, that's the dude. I just like it's just so fun to watch his highlights, mm-hmm. and that's why I really I wanted to talk. Yeah, he just he, he just goes he goes and gets the ball when the, his, when Cade Cunningham passes it to him. Mm-hmm. And he's that just, seems like he a can, great he can fi- he can finish over anybody. You know, he's six nine power mm-hmm. forward. You might think that's like you know, he's definitely not undersized because yeah, listen here at six eight on ESPN two hundred five, which sounds a little undersized, especially if you're talking like NBA. But he's, uh, so, but he's a freak athlete. He's a freak can. athlete, and he's got he's it's a built dude. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why I want to talk about him. All right, all right. Uh, I need to watch some Greg Brown. I don't know if Kentucky's in on him. I don't really think. Um, I haven't. I, 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 no, I haven't heard anything about Kentucky being in on him. I don't him. know who's in on Greg Brown. Twenty four seven says Texas, but honestly, I've heard very very little. Yeah, about. he seems like a guy that's going to drag it out to like March. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, like Cunningham, we think's going to Oklahoma State. Um, because they Corruption. hired his, yeah. his debt, stepdad, which is a fucking horrible loophole. Green, we think, as of now, is going to Kentucky, uh, and Bates isn't going to college, we don't think. Um, okay, so next I'll go with Jalen Johnson. Uh, I really like this guy. Unfortunately, he's going to Duke. Yeah, really like He's him. another dude that, like, he, he's built, like, a perfect power forward, except he has every skill and all the athleticism of a small forward. So yeah, he's a really good finisher at the rim. I guess he can shoot a little bit, but like he's just—he's such a physical specimen as a small forward. Like he's like bigger than PJ Washington, mm-hmm. but it's more fluid, I guess. Um, oh, absolutely. He's he just, definitely smoother. Yeah, he just seems like he's going to be a star. Like I. Oh, he'll. I think. He'll I would say he's the best be bet. Him and Cunningham are the best bet to be like certain stars, mm-hmm. at least in college. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cunningham, I'd say, is the best bet to be a star NBA though. Um, but no, I love Johnson. I think he's gonna be really good for Duke. Yeah, he can. He can. It'll hinge on that three-point shot. Cause I think, yeah, I think that's definitely important. I think that's what they're gonna work on. But his ball handling mm-hmm. as a forward, yeah. as a six-eight, six-nine forward, is, in- six, eight. Yeah. is incredible. Like it, it's just great. Like he, he's he, so smooth. And it's like he takes he takes the power forwards he plays with in high school, mm-hmm. like from the three-point line. He doesn't yeah. get in the post. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he'll he'll drive in and like you know. Get into a post position and back yeah. you down. He can absolutely score that way, but he takes it from the three point line and he'll beat anybody off the dribble mm-hmm. because he's just he's so good mm-hmm. at, at ball handling for a for a forward. I'd say for him, like going forward at least to become like a top five pick or something like that. Uh, for him to like maximize his potential, I think since he is really good off the dribble and his game isn't really relying on the post too much, it's he's got to become I guess better as a playmaker and shooter if he can add like. Decent passing skills and an, and an average jump shot, especially from the three-point line. He'll be a star. Uh, okay, my next guy is Isaiah Todd. I really like Isaiah Todd, and Kentucky leads for him. 
I wasn't impressed. Like when we when when they when they were talking about him reclassifying. Yeah. And, you know, I watched a lot of his tape and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, I wasn't really impressed. Then. I wasn't either. And I, I don't know really what's changed, but I know that he. I th- I really thought he was a lot like mm-hmm. you know uh, Evan Mobley. I think we're in a his game comparison. But, but I don't. For Todd, I think well. Um, those the, the tape we watched of him when he was thinking about reclassifying back in like May when we first heard mm-hmm. those rumors was from his high school season and he's just really skinny and just looked a little ungainly out there. I was like, oh, this looks like another like Richards Monk Winning Gabriel type dude. But then I I watched some at, some of his tape at Peach Jam. That dude has gotten so much stronger and just more comfortable on the basketball court. I think he's figured out his role back in like May or so. They had him kind of like by the rim, but now he's like he plays on the perimeter. You remember what P.J. Washington would do, kind of more his freshman year than sophomore, where he'd take it, like, elbow, do the little hesitation, yes. and go yeah. in? He's got some of that in his game. Uh, kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of who's done it at UK before. Like, Anthony Davis would kind of do it. Yeah. Like, you know, when he, like, he'll just take it and go off the dribble, and yeah. it's just fast. I know, like, yeah, six, I know the P.J. The P.J. jab stepping outside. Yeah, yeah, and he's super long, and also he's a good shooter and a good passer. I think he's actually going to be an incredible offensive player. And I he's, I think with him, it's just like mentally, he doesn't necessarily know what his role is on the court because he's always just been stuck down in the paint as a big guy. But he's got a lot of skills that are, translate to the perimeter really well. I'm interested to see how he develops because I, I really like him. All right, my next dude is Sharif Cooper. I love Sharif Cooper. He's just, I mean, how do you not like a six-foot a six foot point guard with who can unlimited, <laughs> yeah, with an afro and unlimited range? Mm-hmm. This guy's this guy could do the Trey Young twenty five a game or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's just amazing. Like he plays AAU AAU and you think like, you know, somebody's gonna stop him. Like he's he is, so fast. He's so he's so quick and he's such a good finisher. Mm-hmm. And you don't you just like he's got like he can move on a dime mm-hmm. and he can hit you with a floater, he can go to the rim and you just like it's it's just hard hard to block, even though he's six foot. I, I mean, know. if I was ranking like the ten best players, the ten players are gonna I know are gonna be good in college, he'd be on there. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why he's rated so low. I guess is it maybe supposed to be more pro. Like I don't know how are these rankings supposed to be for how good they're gonna be in college or in the NBA or just who's the best? I don't like I don't necessarily uh, understand. Yeah, them. I don't know either. Uh, but Cooper should be higher. I think that he's gonna go to Auburn. It looks like yeah, Kentucky's I, in there, but I think Kentucky's actually gonna recruit over him. Weirdly enough, yeah. But I I love Cooper. He's gonna be incredible. Uh, I think Auburn's a good fit for him. I mean, I think you know. I think oh, I do because I, I, th- I think he can thrive. You there. can just look at what Jared Harper did and be like, well, they're gonna have better. even less talent. So yeah, I, I can do that faster. Go. And you know, but yeah, Mike, I can do that my freshman year. Bruce Pearl's building a giant. He definitely. I don't think he'll. He won't be a one and done. I don't think. But because uh, I think it'll take him a little, like mm-hmm. you know, a little bit to adjust. Yeah. But I think I think he can get. Well, he can with, get there. with six foot and under point guards going to the next level, you need to show like some real. Badass real like yeah toughness like, and playmaking ability like yeah, you have to be a play- yeah and you have to have a big body like you can't like be Carson a, Edwards yeah, yeah you can't be tiny like there's a reason Edwards will succeed meanwhile a guy like Tyler Ulis didn't like mm-hmm. Edwards is just a, like he's a running back he's built like a stallion yeah uh, even though he's only range. like five ten mm-hmm. uh, okay so next it's my turn um I'll go with uh McCure Maker. This dude, I don't. I hesitate to trust a guy named Maker anymore. Yeah. And I've heard McCure Maker's not going to college. Uh, that's what. That's it's it's going to be illegal for him to go to college in some way, for some reason. I don't remember why exactly. I think he took money for a different professional team or something like that. Um, but he seems. Yeah, I don't. 
necessarily love his game. He seems really uncoordinated and almost like bull bullish. Like, oh, he can make threes and he's 6'11 and his wingspan's incredible. Seems almost like a Mo Bamba, but worse. So I'm not in on Makur Maker. 247 had him ranked second, but I'm not. A, I'm not I think a, I'm not a believer. I think he showed yeah. that he could shoot, and I think that's why. That you can really shoot happened. and you're tall. They usually rank it pretty high. All right, that's all I have on him. All right. Um. See, that's really kind of like where it drops off in terms of my interest in. Mm -hmm. You know, like those are the those are the guys that I was like the in, the, in a combination between the guys that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mentioned those are the dudes that like really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, what I think about um, Scotty Barnes. That's he's, a dude. That's a dude that, yeah. that Kentucky is really looking at, and mm -hmm. that's kind of like why his name like, like comes to mind. But mm -hmm. I why like I think he's so like I, I could be like you know wrong. I could be like dead wrong. I'll be wrong. honest. We could be dead wrong in all of these. We don't get to see like but full games. This one, I don't understand why he's really so high. high. I think it's because of his height. Is he and athletic and like quick? No. What's he good at? I <laughs> mean, it, like he just like he looks so awkward. He looks like winning Gabriel with the ball. Like not maybe not that bad. Well, winning Gabriel like, was ranked 14th as a <laughs> as a high schooler. He just looks awkward, and I don't like. He can shoot, but his shooting form is is weird. Mm -hmm. I'm just. I'm not. Maybe, I'm not bought in on. I'm, I'm not buying the the Scotty Barnes, the sixth best player in this class. Yeah, yeah they got him ninth on ESPN. Uh, I would say a guy in like this year's class that looks kind of awkward with the balls, like Keon Brooks, that's going to Kentucky. But I really like him because he looks like he's one of those dude that's really good defender, rebounder, toughness. Mm -hmm. He's like a. He's got the PJ Tucker uh, characteristics to his game, and he can also kind of shoot. But I, I'm not sure that's a sixth best player in the class and especially like i'm not even sure if scotty barnes is a good defender or anything like that uh okay i'll go with uh i'll just i guess we can just talk about some of the dudes kentucky's in on uh josh christopher i wrote about him the other day uh basically this dude's like a he plays like he tries to emulate james harden's game he's not an incredible athlete like he moves really well with the ball and he's a step back three savant already like I watched his, his highlight tape or mixtape or whatever. I'm actually watching it right now. Watching his bunch of step back threes. He's a big step back three guy. He's a very like flashy guy, is what it is. He's like he like mm -hmm. likes. He's flashy, but he's not overly athletic. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, he's, he's not dunking moved. on people. Yeah. He's not Jalen Green. I know. I, it looks no, like no. we're recruiting him, uh, BJ Boston, and we're recruiting Jalen Green, BJ Boston, and um, Josh Christopher to play as our backcourt. Then they said Christopher would be the point guard. His passing looked all right. Like he looks like he's not someone that turns the ball over a lot. His handle looks pretty tight. But uh, yeah, I'll have to do some more research on him. And if you want to read more about him, I wrote about him in uh, WildcatBlueNation.com. If you want to check it out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Nefali right. Dante. Some. That's a dude. Have... I wrote about him too. I said we don't need him. That's <laughs> yeah, because you were talking about reclassifying you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh. Look, remind looks looks like an Isaiah Stewart, you know. I mm -hmm. think look definitely. He's a giant. He's yeah. He's built like it, and I think he might be good. You know, I don't. It's, it's so hard, I wrote about this. It's so hard to tell, especially with, big with, with these type of dudes. Like they just dominate no matter what in high school. They're Isaiah's, so much bigger than everybody else. Isaiah Stewart's projected to be a top three pick, and I just don't like. I don't can he shoot? That. Like yeah, he's six nine. Yeah, and he can't shoot, and he's like just kind of big and that's how he yeah 
And he, does, he doesn't seem like he has that good of... Outside, he's, not, he's definitely not smooth on the post. Like, aside from Julius Randle, who's a dude that just, like, bullies people at the power forward spot who's really good in the NBA? Uh, Kenneth Freed for, like, a year? Yeah. Two? Third pick? Really? Yeah, like... I mean, yeah. yeah that's exactly. just what I'm saying. Yeah, the only dude that's kind of in that mold, like, a 6'9 power forward that's, like, just really good bullying people is Randle. But even Randle's really skilled and can pass the ball. Yeah, and even, like, Zion Williamson kind of fits that, but he can do so much more. <laughs> yeah, Zion's, like, a legendary a- athlete. Yeah. He, and like incredible finisher at the rim. Like, already you talk about, passer. yeah, you talk about dudes who are like that, who, like, have that, who's that's one of their main assets, mm-hmm. but all those dudes who are successful in the NBA can do more than that. Oh, so, yeah, that's the key. Like, I mean, having the body is one thing, or having, like, one skill, but having a multitude of skills is the way to really... Uh, get noticed by scouts like I mean if you just look at just going down the line of people that are in playoff rotations not necessarily the teams that are sucking and losing a bunch of games but the teams that are like actually contending look at the players they have playing the most minutes they're not just dudes that can do one thing like even if you're just a three-point shooter you got to be able to play defense too almost Uh, all three-point shooters nowadays are like mm -hmm. to be on a playoff team you gotta play defense I think that's Clay Thompson Danny mm -hmm. Green I mean, even uh, Play guys that uh, aren't Eric good at Gordon. defense are just hunted. Yeah, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon tries hard on defense. Yeah, at least effort. Yeah, you gotta no, be doing something on defense. Like Malik Monk will never be the starting shooting guard unless on, he on a playoff team. Un- unless he tries and on defense. Unless he starts next to like a giant point guard that's just like a yeah. defensive catalyst. Uh, yeah, that's the problem with Monk. Yeah, he's just small and he doesn't really give a shit on defense. Yeah, because there's dudes like that, and then there's dudes like Danny Green who can shoot the ball mm-hmm. and will play excellent defense, or at least try their best. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess we can talk about BJ Boston a little bit. That could be our last dude. Yep. Um, I don't really know much about him. I think he's a decent shooter. I compared him to, or like when in my when I was watching him, I kind of compared him to, uh, oh, I guess who's the dude I was just talking about? Uh. The dude, uh, um, uh, names, name Scotty Barnes. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. There you go. Uh, where I don't think, I think he's pretty raw like that, uh-huh. and he could definitely have some things to improve on. But I, th- I know he's a good shooter, and okay. athletically, I think he's not there. But he is a six-six shooting guard, so he's got the I think height. He's got a good long wingspan, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's good defense. And he's got a fro, so you know that's always good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, nice throw. All right, so and he's definitely scrawny. So I, I he's de- he's raw. I think is is mm-hmm. the thing. So our dudes in this class right now, or if we're gonna make like a top little echelon, I'd say Cunningham, Green, Jalen Johnson, Greg Brown. Uh, yeah, I'd say those are the four right now. Yeah. Maybe Mobley. I, I, I mean, I throw Mobley in there just because you know I don't. Yeah, everybody. Smarter so. opinions than ours have said he's the best player. Even in the though class. I think his brother's better than him, I think Isaiah Mobley is better than Evan Mobley. Sam. Oh, he's his going brother to, going to USC? Yes. I guess he should be better I just like, this year. Every time I watched Mobley tape, mm-hmm. his brother outshined him in every single way. Like, and it was, Mobley, it was, Mobley's, it was Mobley's tape. Like, I mean, I like... That's a I just, take. You're, you're I all do, in I on do, USC. Right. I, I do. I think I would... Next year, if, if Isaiah Mobley stays here, which I I mean, I don't know. I don't know about it. At his, the Mobley Mobley <laughs> front court? I'll be there for it. I like, I will follow USC. Like heavily because mm-hmm. I like I really like Isaiah Mobley and if his brothers you know as talented as uh, you know recruit, recruiting uh, experts say they are say he is then uh, I'll be all in. Uh yeah uh, okay so and also I wanted to talk about the the AU these AU teams these kids are on they did a whole feature in ESPN about this how um, one guy said it's like it's a it's it's a dangerous world right now because of how many games these kids are playing. They're playing. They're going to AAU tournaments and playing like four or five games on a given day. 
It's like that they're they're grinding down their bodies already, and the we're seeing the early signs of this is injuries. Like there's like we've had a lot of injuries to stars that are aged like 26 to 29. Uh, just last year, I mean, just recently we've had Paul George go down for a year. We had Demarcus Cousins lose a season. Uh, Kawhi lost a season. Uh, who else have we had? Porzingis. He's a little bit younger, but still, a lot of these guys are suffering severe like injuries. Like Kevin Durant, uh, severe injuries. And I think they're tying it back to, like, how they were in AAU. It's like, oh, wait, we played these kids. We just absolutely annihilated these kids' bodies when they were nine years old. Mm-hmm. And now they're aging so much quicker once they get into the NBA. It's... Like, LeBron kind of came before that. Before LeBron, the... only, LeBron only played high school ball. Yeah, before the rampant AAU yeah. stuff. So, I mean, that maybe that's part of why he survived so long. Um, I'm not sure if it's necessarily a certain cause and effect, but I would say that, like, there's probably too many AAU games. They're definitely it's a it's a corrupt it's like a it's a completely corrupt business. Yeah, it's like when you want, if you want to say college basketball is corrupt, I think it's only oh corrupt because of the AAU system. You act like you know the coaches are getting paid millions of dollars and like the kids get like yeah you know they aren't getting paid mm-hmm. or anything like they're at least getting like you know scar like they, scholars, get, so they get an education they get like I mean they're oh, yeah. build, they're building their brand uh huh and stuff like that they get in a free AAU in AAU like. like the coaches are just like the reaping the tournament, the tournaments, mm-hmm. the the coaches, and you know every everyone else. In, the like, shoe the, the companies, shoe companies are are just basically making tons of money off of slave labor. Yeah. Like the, like these kids are all like oh, they're all like looking. I hate to say I hate to say that because <laughs> because you know the like the way the, it gets pulled out. The gen of like now they're context. now the owners are called generals, and like governors and stuff. And stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, governors. <laughs> But like they're ma- like it's like they're working these kids so hard, mm-hmm. and they're not like they're all. It's like the like you know a girl moves to LA because you yeah. know she wants to be like famous and stuff. It's uh-huh. like these kids want to play AAU basketball because they're like the scouts will see me, and their parents like, are forcing them to do this a lot of the times. Like like the way it starts is at nine years old, you've got this parent that's like, oh yes, yes, this is how this is the way to get my son recognized. I'm not even faulting them necessarily because like when you're a parent and it's like I think my son might might be like really good at basketball. Yeah, putting them on the AE teams, I guess, a good idea, but you just don't understand what it's doing to their bodies. And these coaches, like, I read a quote in there. It's like, yeah, these coaches are basically just like, uh, like kids are like tired and exhausted, and some of them might have little injuries after like three games in a day, but they'll go play another tournament the next day because just because they're gonna collect a paycheck. And it's like, the, yeah, these kids are basically just like unpaid employees, uh, and they're children. They're and gonna they're listen so, to what the coach says, and they want to play yeah, basketball. And they're so ignorant because they're like, I gotta play. They're mm-hmm. scouts. You know, like yeah. if I'm gonna play on the court with freaking one of these dudes who's already been recognized, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm gonna I gotta play and I gotta play hard. Like you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's it's, I mean yeah you have to be like every single it's such a tough competitive um, place to try to get noticed on a on a sports field or a basketball court because I mean only the elite of the elite really make it in that kind of profession. It's like a boomer bust thing completely because mm-hmm. like either you get to college. Or you don't, or you, either you get to the NBA or don't, depending on what your goals are. Um, so yeah, the margins really slim a lot of the times for uh, people who succeed. And if at an, at an early age, development like that can really sway what happens in your future. Uh, but it can also go the other way. Like you, yeah, go, being noticed at nine years old and being in a basketball system can be really good for you, but it can also destroy your body. Uh, and there's been several studies done about how like f- we're forcing specialization in sports now. Like it's like oh you can only play basketball when you're nine, like that's ludicrous. You know I mean, you never hear about dude, all like, the all of the greatest Everson. yeah all of the greatest NBA players 
were multiple sport kids until they got to like 14 or 15 in high school. And they were like, I want to play basketball. Yeah, yeah the test case was like Hakeem Olajuwon. He's, he had some of the greatest, like, he's the greatest footworking center of all, or he, I misworded that. Like, he's got like the greatest footwork of any center yeah. in the history of the league, and it's because he played soccer until he was 12. So he was like going to be an all-world soccer player. So like, I know that's a really extreme and rare case, but like, still just like, skills you learn from like soccer or baseball, just like mentally, uh, physically, instead of just doing the same stuff over and over again. It's like in school. If you just wanted to be like a math genius and you only took math and science classes, yeah. it's like you're not going to under you're not going to be as smart. It's going to be easier actually for you to be and really are, successful with other skills. Yeah. And, and there's skills, yeah, there's skills that translate to to specialization. Yeah. Like if you want to if you want to play basketball, that's great, but like you, you don't need to be playing 25 games when you're 12 years old. Like 25 games a week. Absolutely not. Uh yeah, and it's just a but it also is leading to this player movement era cuz people in when they're 14, are like, oh, yeah, we're going to team up on an AAU team. That's how it works. You can just do that. Like like five kids this year are like, I want to go play on Bronny's team. Yeah. And they're allowed to do that. And now in the NBA, they're just like, oh, trade me. Um, and then it's just gotten ridiculous now with the way it's caused, like, tampering and stuff. Mm. The tampering's fine. They don't care about it at all. But, I mean, look, eventually it's going to, like, it's going to spill over. Some, some GM is going to get completely fucked by tampering. Yeah. And just go off and, like, cause a big mess. I mean, we work at a daycare. It's basically like this. Adam Silver is like us. He's a teacher, and he's watching all his kids play, mm-hmm. all the, the GMs and the, the team governors. Uh, it's like it's fine when they kind of start play fighting or they're like playing a sport, but when they start beating the crap at each other, you got to do something. And so like right now, this is at that stage where it's all fun, but like eventually it's going to get really cynical because somebody's going to get screwed over, and they're going to be pissed, and it's going to happen more than yeah. once. Um, luckily for OKC, like, they got screwed over, but they ended up getting a bunch of draft picks, and they got rid of terrible contract with Russell Westbrook, or what is perceived as a terrible contract. So, yeah, I just think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be an issue. I don't think the tampering's just fine the way it is. It could definitely, like, and there's not really much you can do about it right now, because it's just, mm-hmm. like, because it's the whole the, player thing. The punishments thing. are garbage. Yeah, and it's the whole player thing. It's like, I mean, we're, this is, like, they're, like, they, it's the whole thing, like, you know, it's our bodies, mm-hmm. like, it's our, it's our game like you're mm-hmm. paying to watch us we can do yeah. whatever we want like mm-hmm. that's what the we have the right is. yeah and that's what kind of what adam silver's allowed them to their mind yeah, because because into. before that david stern was like awful at that like he was it was the opposite like but he, i think david stern was a good good he was, he, he like, was the best commissioner they've had just where he took the league when he got there but that's that's beside yeah, the point and but he was but again like he wasn't really he wasn't very allowing that mindset friendly, yeah it wasn't what the, it was what the rap on him was yeah but there's like all this Adam, tampering and, would not be going on, and like <laughs> after that, like there's a big move. Like that's mm-hmm. when that movement started. Adam Silver really kind of bought into it. He enables the, a yeah. lot of the player. Oh, absolutely! Like the player empowerment David, era is Adam Silver driven. Adam Silver would never have rejected that trade mm-hmm. for Chris Paul. Like he, he's very like players yeah. do what you want. Like mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I think, but I, I think action's going to need to take it eventually because when it just gets so blatant and. Like it's I I can tell it's gonna devolve into like basically like a playground fist fight between some of these GMs for players because like what do you do what do the Knicks do next time when they're like oh we thought we had this guy but the Nets were tampering so we gotta out tamper them and then it just gets into that and it's like so blatant it's like okay Adam Silver when when is when are you gonna draw the line mm-hmm. like event like he hasn't hit the point where he needs to draw a line where it's gotten so ridiculous but eventually he's gonna need to like actually say actually well no that's too far. Like you can't put when, a billboard with Kevin Durant and Nick in a Knicks jersey up in February. Yeah, when Bron, like when uh, Bronny and Zaire get to the league and they're like, we want to build, like, 
LA's like, mm-hmm. come here and we'll build like the the greatest sports yeah. franchise of all time. It's like that's weird. They both abandoned their rookie deals. Yeah, <laughs> they refused to sign with the teams they were drafted by. I I don't think you can do that though. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the rule yeah. is like if you try to do that, you're banned from the league until your contract's up for the first two years. Mm-hmm. I guess someone could do that. Yeah, but the, yeah. actually, no. The team owns you for four years, so no, you probably couldn't do that. Yeah. Ah, God. All right. Uh, short podcast today. Is that all we have? That's all we got. I think it was. Um, a, was it good? So some recruiting, some Westbrook, uh, AU player empowerment, whatever. <laughs> player empowerment. Adam Silver. Yeah, we'll be back next time with Goss. We'll put a noose around him. <laughs> put a leash. I need. I need, yeah, I need a leash for him. <laughs> a collar and leash. All right. Uh, where is Chris Early? <laughs>